The dust has finally started to settle a little bit on the Arizona Cardinals Kyler Murray saga. What now? Also, we fixed the Arizona Cardinals issues, voids on their rosters because it's a mock draft Monday and Woo! we're always fixing things on a mock draft Monday with our latest mock draft. It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Clancy is locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome to the show. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Monday edition of the podcast. And the dust has kind of settled on the Kyler Murray Arizona Cardinals saga. What's next? We're going to get right into it. This episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Alex, uh, also we've got our mock drafts coming up, and it's uh, yeah. kind of hit silly season. We've, is this our third or fourth mock draft already? Um, I seem to have a theme going with my first-round pick. We'll see if yours kind of starts to uh, develop. I know that you've been looking at some offensive linemen, interior offensive linemen. You've looked at some tackles. We'll see if you continue that trend or if you get on, you join the dark side with me and start looking at some it's, skill positions. It's funny you say that. I'm joining the dark side, but I will be drafting as Steve Keim today. So it's a different dark side, as it were. And um, I, you know, I, I uh, almost threw up in my mouth with the choices yeah. that I made, but I feel like it's going to be the most closely mirroring what Steve Keim would draft um, at the spots and the players available. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. No, uh, over the over the weekend, uh, I, I suggest you obviously hit us up at Locked On Easy Cards at Clancy's Corner on Twitter at Bob Rack to find me. Uh, I started to kind of like break down by position. The Arizona Cardinals have uh, some pretty big voids at, and I was looking at some um, outside receiver options. I was looking at some slot options, and obviously, all of it's going to be contingent on whether or not the Arizona Cardinals can kind of create some sp- cap space, and they're going to have to do so between now and the start of free agent for agency in, in mid-March, but there are some intriguing names out there. Um, you know, you, you know, the big name free agents. I never really kind of uh, look at Devonte Adams. I, is it safe to kind of just scratch him off the list? Like that's yeah. not happening, right? That's the right. ultimate pipe dream. Right. I yeah. Cause why would Aaron Rodgers want to leave the best receiver in football? According to him, like the best receiver in football that he makes the best receiver in football, like the extra probably 20%, right? Cause Devonte Adams would be a top three guy anywhere, but with Aaron Rodgers there and they're, you know, I mean, they're attached at the hip mm-hmm. and it, it's wild. And we've always talked about how we wish that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins would have the uh, absolute relationship that he and Devon. It's like, if there's one receiver on the field, he's still getting the ball from Aaron right. Rodgers. But yes, scratch him off. Yeah, I, I just think but the Arizona Cardinals do need to be aggressive as far as filling these voids. Uh, a lot of people say, hey, Rondell Moore, he can fill that slot position. I'm not really... Uh, comfortable with that because of how his uh, production fell off a cliff after two weeks of the NFL season, just over 400 yards uh, receiving on the year. He, he was more kind of a gadget guy, kind of filling the gaps, kind of receiver all over the place behind the line of the scrimmage. He did have uh, did run some routes in the slot, but not like Christian Kirk, who has had the third most slot yards of any NFL receiver this year behind Cooper Cup, uh, who is number one. But, you know, some outside options. I think Chris Godwin's got to be your top guy. He's so versatile. He can play on the outside. 
Mike Williams, also from uh, the LA Chargers, would be a great addition to this team. You'd have to free up some money for those guys. Michael Gallup, a guy who's trending towards being back and fully recovered from a torn ACL. Uh, Alan, yeah, keep going. There's a name that I'm saying I'm cutting you off on purpose because it, okay. it was a great tweet. Um, yeah. and he he Bo kept updating it, and Bob Rack on Twitter. There is a name that you know very well from the team that you grew up watching that would be perfect for this offense, and he would not be costly um, contract-wise. Are you, are you looking at the slot? Because uh, you love Jamison Crowder. Is I that love Jamison Crowder. Yeah, I love Jamison Crowder. And I, the reason why I cut you off is like, Allen Robinson's not coming here. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin's going to make too much money. Plus, he tore his ACL. So we don't know if he's going to be playing in 2022. You know, Jamison Crowder is a guy that Kyler Murray would absolutely – he would make Jamison Crowder a fringe pro bowler legitimately because he would have eight catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. He's a great red zone guy. You can use him down the sideline because he's able to extend a defense and, and, and blow the roof off of a defense. But he is what we saw from him. Who was quarterbacking? I can't remember before he got hurt. It was a couple years ago. Are you talking about with Washington? No. Oh, it was it Kirk cousins. Was that his year? And then he went to the jets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's been, He's been that, and especially if you play fantasy football, you know who Jameson mm-hmm. Crowder is, especially in a PPR league. When I saw that name on the list, I was like, that's the guy. I think that's yeah. the guy that would fit perfectly with this system. And, and people say that, that they don't utilize the slot, but if you misheard me, Christian Kirk was third in the NFL in slot yards. Like this is an offense that does feature a slot wide receiver. And uh, if you look at their cap situation, I think Alex is being more realistic with it because they're probably not going to be able to make a big splash with the Godwins, the Williams, the, even Galloper or A-Rob's out there. I think if you could get a guy like Jamison Crowder to potentially replace Christian Kirk, who's going to cost a lot to retain, uh, you could also look, you still have to fill that outside wide receiver position to play opposite DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that there's some intriguing outside guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He would be a good guy. DJ Shark, who's coming off a, a broken bone, so it's not like a tear or anything. He could be good to go by the start of the season. Will Fuller, who already knows how to play in an offense with DeAndre Hopkins. And then you have Nikhil Harry, who I put on there is, you know, maybe you could trade for him. Maybe he just gets, you know, cut by the Patriots. You could bring him home to the desert. And he might be a guy who could have a, a, a career resurgence, a rebirth. Yeah, I mean, the thing with, uh, thing with Nikhil Harry is... I just don't like, I feel like we would have, he had Tom Brady for a year. Yeah, Tom Brady, he had Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, when you bring up Will Fuller and Marcus Valdez-Scantling, those guys are system guys. Like, Marcus Valdez-Scantling is one of the fastest receivers in football, and he's bigger. Like, he's not like a Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is another name that's been linked to the Cardinals with, you know, for trade proposals and things. This is where silly season begins. Mm-hmm. Um and Brandon Cooks is an interesting one because he fits the mold of Steve Kime and you'd be able to get him for a second round pick. There's no way in hell you're going to get him for a first round pick for the fourth time or whatever that he's been right. traded for a first round pick. Now, MVS and Will Fuller, the problem is I don't think the scheme fits them, even though they're two great deep ball threats. It's just what else are they going to be on the field for? And I just don't trust that Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury at this point will be able to maximize their potential for what the price tag would be. Is that Will Fuller just- is going to be more expensive. You don't want to see on third and one a Marquez an MVS uh, twenty yard, yard bomb down the sideline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 because no, that's third I one, mean, fourth and one. 
Just bomb it. Just bomb. You don't. You don't need three feet. Let's get three hundred and three feet. It just. It doesn't. It doesn't compute. Now, Wolfler is gonna guard because what did he get? Did he get like one year ten? Like he. It wasn't a big contract in Miami, right? No. It was. But it was. Uh, it was. Well, I mean, money wise, he he made pretty good money. But it was only. It was a one year deal. Yeah. Kind of a prove it thing, and he couldn't. He couldn't stay on the field there like he couldn't stay on the field in Houston. But right. you know, as far as his most production productive years. You know, he was he was alongside DeAndre Hopkins and he's used to, he can like within uh, a game, he can only get a few targets and maximize those targets. He knows how to play within a system with DeAndre Hopkins. He just, you know, it's it's more quality over quantity and right. uh, he can make those big plays. I think that, you know, if, if he can somehow miraculously stay on the field and, that, and that's the big, big question with him. Uh, that he would probably be a pretty decent addition, and he's not going to be making nearly as much money as he commanded last offseason. The Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Where's the saga now? What is, the dust has kind of settled a little bit. The two sides have kind of made their peace. They've made their statements in the press. Kyler Murray reportedly regrets his social media purge. We talked about that on Friday's episode. You can check that out wherever you find podcasts. And of course, on our YouTube channel, Locked on AZ Cards. But what? Now, we'll get into it, but I'm always pumped to tell you about the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar. This time yeah. of year, you know, your your New Year's resolution, it's in the rearview mirror, unfortunately, but it doesn't mean that you just have to give up all hope. You can kind of reset things and get back on track with Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. It's for tasty, healthy, those worlds combined. And it's like you're taking a candy bar and you're you're replacing it uh, you know, with something that has nutritious value. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of muscle-packing protein. You compare that to a candy bar, 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. That's no good. You don't want to put that in your body. It's just you're just going to get out of shape and it's going to make you feel crappy. Where a Built Bar, it's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you feel energized and it's going to make you feel strong if you're if you're kind of supplementing with working out. Go to Built.com, use your promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your order. That's using a promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out with you on a Monday edition of Locked On, Locked On Cardinals. I almost said the Locked On NFL podcast, but we thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Make sure you're following the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday, less than 30 minutes. You hear me on Monday, Alex and Tyler Rowland on Thursday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts, and it's on YouTube. It's a, it's a great listen 30 minutes or less, just like this podcast usually is. We appreciate you checking it out. All right. Now that the dust is kind of settled on Kyler Murray, even though every time I open up my my browser, I see another Kyler Murray trade proposal. I saw like Adam Rank from NFL.com. He ranked him as his number one player he thinks needs to be moved this offseason. And I really think that this is all, most of this is coming from people from other fan bases that want Kyler Murray on their team. That's all it is. It's not like that there's any realistic rift between Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. They just saw a little bit of smoke and they want to it's it's so fun to kind of play uh GM and and just figure out, you know, trade proposals for Kyler Murray. That's all it yeah. is. It's just fun to do. Right. Um yeah, it's definitely not something that you want to be in the national media like you, you don't want to be on these lists. You don't want to have these articles written about you obviously in an ideal world. Like with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, there was smoke, 
obviously, and that's where things happen. This was all just projection, like projecting, oh, there's problems. Let's talk about it. You know, and, and obviously we talked about it too. It's like, it's not nothing because something happened. So we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about it. Now, obviously this is where the obviously, yeah. I mean, it just kicked it off. It's going to subside. There's no way they're trading Kyler Murray. And, you know, just shut the hell up about it. But it, but if you're a national media member, of course, I would write about it too. Are you yeah. kidding me? This is inc- This is great stuff to debate. This is why working in sports is fun. Well, it's anytime just when it hits home, it's yeah. not as fun. Anytime, you know, people bring up the baseball thing, I, I get completely turned off the conversation. I'm like, that's not, a, that's not an option. That's not a realistic option for yeah. Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray is not going to turn his back on the NFL and go ride a bus in the minor leagues for a couple of years. And, you know, his signing bonus was $4 million. If he hangs around, he's going to make 10 times that amount per season as an NFL quarterback. He's not going to play baseball anytime soon. If he does it, he's going to be, you know, 30 years old and his NFL career is going to be in the rearview mirror. Um, you know, but let me ask you, I mean, you bring up Russell Wilson, you bring up Aaron Rodgers, and you look at those relationships between those signal callers and their teams. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree that they have more of of a rocky relationship between their organization and even where Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are right now? I mean, yeah, but those are 0.1% of problems. They've already won Super Bowls. They've already been paid multiple times. Like this is still the infancy stage. It's still the rookie deal, rookie scout contract. Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl. I don't know if he was still on his rookie deal or not. It was close. Russell Wilson won it on his rookie deal, you know? So they've already won and they've already gotten paid and it's already ruined their respective rosters because once you pay the quarterback, it's very hard to win a Super Bowl again. You know, it it is. And we've seen it over time. So it's like, if there is such a thing as the upper echelon of first world problems, that's what Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are dealing with. It's stagnant. It's They haven't won in a while. The Cardinals haven't won. So it's a completely different conversation. It's, I mean, it's a cousin of, you know, a a relative of, but it's definitely not on the same, on the same uh, plateau. Aaron Rodgers definitely had to been on his second deal. Aaron Rodgers hadn't even started his first NFL game by the, by the time he was 24 years old, which Kyler Murray is now he's already a two-time pro bowler. And he also uh, has been to the playoffs where Aaron Rodgers had to kind of hold the clipboard for a while behind Brett Favre before he got his opportunity. And then he hit the ground running and quickly became one of the best oh, yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL. And yeah, quickly they made their way to a Super Bowl and a title. And then it's been kind of, uh, it's been good regular season success, but not a whole lot of postseason success. Um, you know, it's the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, they, they have, they're not running out of options. They can always just pay Kyler Murray. Um, and, you know, they can, they can do that. And I think that we'll see what the, we'll just kind of, I, I don't I'm I think once as things are settling here, people are realizing this was just kind of a silly thing. Like, sure, there there was there was cause for concern, and then there was a little bit of action, and there's a little bit of mudslinging, and then we realize what this truly was, and it's just posturing for a uh, you know the new contract and try to maximizing maximize his his earning potential. Um, I, I just don't think like. Kyler Murray looks back on his three years as an Arizona Cardinal and says, like, you guys haven't done anything for me. I think Cam Cox made a good point. Like, they've pretty much given him the world. And, you know, outside of really, like, taking direct orders from him as far as who to draft. Like, hey, I'd like CeeDee Lamb. And Steve Kimes like, okay, I'll get you CeeDee Lamb. He didn't. Uh He went and got him Isaiah Simmons. 
he hasn't drafted one player to benefit Kyler Murray that's worked out. Right. That's it. Like that's that's the line. So Cam and I, I disagree with it. Like I love Cam and I go back and forth a lot, whether it be over text or over the phone or whatever. Like we see things completely differently. Like they've given like Kyler Murray has gotten talent. He's gotten more talent every year. Absolutely. DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. etc. And there's so much pressure to perform right away because you're looking at it like this ain't gonna last forever because these people aren't being drafted by the organization. So contractually, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the second highest paid non-quarterback this year at about 27 mil. Like now it's going to get uncomfortable if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't stay on the field and doesn't get his numbers and doesn't perform because they're going to look at the contract as, you know, too expensive. If you draft a wide receiver, like every other NFL team does, you're looking at that. This is the third year. It's like, oh man, they got to worry about how much are they going to pay him and then when his rookie scale contract is up. It's a completely mm-hmm. different situation. So, which, and you know, that's felt everywhere that it's just like, sure, they've had talent, but also that's to cover up the fact that Steve Kime is inept when it comes to drafting. Yeah. I think with every situation, when you look at uh, where Kyler Murray kind of point, like, hey, they went out and they got Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow is like, well, he also still got sacked 60 times. Like, what, what would you want? You know, and, and but at the same token, they didn't go out and get Trish and Wirfs or Mackay Becton or, uh, you know, some of the, uh, offensive linemen that were out there and available for, for the Cardinals to take. Instead, they went on the defensive side of the football. But, uh, you know, you just, it, I, the Arizona Cardinals, I think that this is the, as we talk more about the dust settling, it's coming into focus that Steve Kime does have to make this the offseason of surrounding Kyler Murray truly with the talent that this offense needs to take the next step. And, you know, some of the guys we went over at the outside and slot wide receiver positions would be nice, but they can't stop there. And they've got a, they don't have a ton of assets going into the off season. So they're going to have to get creative to do so between now and mid March when the new league year begins and you got free agents in the beginning. But uh, let's start with the, let's get into the draft. Let's get into mock draft Monday. Alex and I've seemed to think what we, what Alex has kind of taken the Steve Kime role here. He's going to draft him if he was old Stevie boy. And we'll see where he got in this edition of our mock draft Monday. And I'm going to continue my theme as far as trying to help out Kyler Murray on this edition of mock draft Monday and football season. It might be over basketball season, full steam ahead, pro college hoops. We saw the all-star weekend. It was brutal. We saw Juwan Howard uh, throw down on the sidelines after a game in college hoops. Uh, if you want more action of that kind of stuff, Bet Online remains your best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just hoops; it's BetOnline.net, giving you your source as being hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, wrapping up a Monday podcast here, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for making us your first listen. Let's get into our mock draft Monday. I've been uh, banging the table for first round wide receiver. Um, I think the first time I went Drake London at a USC. The next week I went with Jamison Williams because London wasn't there. He's kind of a hot uh, commodity right now. He's, he's on the rise. Some people even have him as the top 10. When I fired up the draftnetwork.com this week, or actually before this podcast, 
Guess who's there falling in my lap? USC wide receiver Drake London. Love the size, like love the athleticism. I think he can replace and kind of be the player that A.J. Green was, but on steroids. Give me Drake London out of USC as the Arizona Cardinals, Cardinals top pick, 23rd overall in the 2022 NFL Draft. I'm, I, th- I thought that I uploaded mine here. Um, okay, and I'm obviously not doing that per usual. Um, <laughs> I'm going defense this time. Um, George Karloftis from um, – where the hell did he go to school? From uh, Edge Rusher from Purdue. Dude, 6'4", 250. He's a gap stuffer, and that's something that the Cardinals desperately need. And, I, again, I'm doing this as Steve Kime, okay? Yeah. So I'm not drafting a wide receiver in the first round because he hasn't helped Kyler Murray in the first round since Kyler Murray has been drafted. Now, that can easily change, but as of right now, I'm drafting an edge rusher 23rd overall. All right, and you can always join in. Just shoot us uh, on Twitter your mock drafts that you're doing at the Draft Network. I know that uh, Pro Football Focus does it as well. You can do a draft, and I think Pro Football Network also does a free mock draft that you can have it simulated. You can just be the team GM and do a pick a time like we did. We're just doing three rounds right now. We'll expand to three or seven rounds closer to draft time. 55th overall second round pick for the Arizona Cardinals, who's being kind of called the top running back on the board. Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M. Give me the versatile running back. To uh, I'm continuing to just make that franchise quarterback happy, get him a wide receiver in the fold and a running back in the fold for the next four seasons with Kyler Murray. Yeah, <coughs> I know. It was great. Mine? <clears throat> I see you. There it is. You Kenneth went running Walker. back. <laughs> Kenneth Walker, Michigan State. He was there. Like, you know what? Fine. Uh, Steve Kime would happily draft a running back in the second round. So that's my choice. All right. Kenneth Walker was a beast at Michigan State. He was a bell cow. And uh, Alex drafting him into the Arizona Cardinals in the second round. I went <sighs> with the edge. I went to, with the pass rusher teammate of Drake London's at USC. His name? Drake Jackson, Drake. the edge at a USC athletic speed off the edge. He's a guy that can get to the quarterback a little bit raw. Uh, so the Arizona Cardinals uh, would have a little bit of a project there, but never can never be too short on pass rushers. You add him with Marcus Golden, maybe he picks up on some of that work ethic, that nonstop motor. And you got maybe a, a guy that can get a couple sacks for you in his rookie season as a third round pick. All right, final pick for you in our three round draft. Mock Again, draft. drafting is Steve Kimebo. Let me ask you a question. Pop quiz. Yeah. Hot shot. Is Sky Moore under or over six feet? If it's a Steve Kime special, he's under six feet. 5'10, baby. There he is. Sky Moore. I mean, the dude's a monster. I've seen tape on him. Uh, he's he's a speed demon, and he shows up a lot in that third round area. Um, so drafting is Stevie Baby today. Draft the Steve Kime special, 5'10, Skywalker out of Western Michigan. All right, that's going to wrap up our Mock Draft Monday here on Locked on Cardinals. As I said, send us your Mock Draft at Locked on AZ Cards at Clancy's Corner at Bob Rack. Thanks for joining us here on this episode. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. And, of course, if you haven't, follow us or subscribe to wherever you find us on your podcasting platform, free and uh, available across all platforms. And uh, it just got to listen to us drone on about some great advertisers. Make sure you're following along at Bob Rack at Clancy's Corner. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We will talk to you on Tuesday on Lockdown Cardinals. Bye.